there's one really good thing that helps you with your self-confidence and that is other people telling you how awesome you are. Aloha, my beautiful, uh, amazing Abundance in Action podcast listeners and viewers. My name is Crystal Relaxmidetan coming to you from beautiful Texas today. And here in Abundance in Action podcast, we believe that each one of us, we have a treasure box inside. All we need to do is put our hand in and start to take and pull those amazing adventures and amazing opportunities out and put them to work so that we all can live our dreams on our terms. And today I have a very special guest uh, who I found while I was surfing on the internet, uh, looking for interesting, you know, videos and information. Uh, Welcome, Alicia Little. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And you have had quite the story. And before we go in to dive deeply into your story and into your tricks and tips, I want to also introduce you um, properly because it's like, um, yeah, I, I don't even know if it's possible to, um, you know, describe you in one word. If it would be one word, I would probably call you as a superwoman. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. So you are a business owner, business coach, and international speaker and trainer. And before jumping into entrepreneurship, Alisa was enrolled in the PhD program at the University of Michigan, pursuing a career in environmental science and policy. She worked with some notable organizations, including the White House, the United States Environmental Protection Agency, and the city of New Orleans in the Myers office. In the year 2000, she was introduced to how to build a business via the internet and left her PhD behind. In 2010, she experienced several setbacks from battling cancer, walking away from a marriage that left her from being a millionaire to being flat broke. She bounced back and with hard work and dedication, today she is a self-made millionaire through her online ventures. Alicia has traveled the world to places like Singapore, China, Australia, United Kingdom, New Zealand, South Africa, and throughout the United States as well, sought after speaker and trainer. Not only does she speak on stages, but she's a regular guest on podcasts, radio shows, local news stations, and more, all emphasizing how to leverage the internet to work from anywhere, be your own boss, and build the lifestyle you deserve and desire. Alicia's goal is to help others recognize their brilliance and turn that brilliance into profits through leveraging the power of the internet. Wow. <laughs> so how Thank does it feel when, when, you, when you listen to it? Um, I mean, you created this, but how does it feel? Does it feel like it's the story of you? Uh, you know, it sounds good coming out of your mouth. Let's put it that way. And, um, you know, when I listen to you, as you were speaking it, um, sometimes you, you, you think about it and you're like, oh yeah, I did do that. Oh yeah, I did do that. Sometimes I, I forget. And so it was nice to hear it coming out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. And I would like to start our conversation with something very crucial, which I have experienced several times in my life also, you know, mm-hmm. that moment when one of your really important relationships kind of uh, totally collapses mm-hmm. and your world collapses with it because also mm-hmm. not only does the relationship go south, but also many of your dreams or many mm-hmm. of the things which you have built up. So mm-hmm. you experience that such a deep and such a 
difficult level. So what would you say as maybe some of the steps you would recommend people once they are facing something like that? Maybe it's not relationship, but maybe something mm-hmm. else, which is basically taken away or something like accident happened or whatever. What are those like fast track, like two or three tips, how to sure. bounce back because you sure. did it so beautifully. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You know, when I think about bouncing back, the first thing I think about is being deflated first and just thinking for one minute about the situation that you're in. And then this is what I did. I'm like, all right, this is the situation that I'm in but I really do have to get up. For me, a turning point was when I was on my sister's sofa. So, you know, divorced, out of the business, ex-husband turned off the bank accounts, the credit cards, everything. So I was just, I felt totally deflated and I'm laying on my sister's sofa just at in that state where I say, why me? And I know a lot of people have said that in their life. We're like, why does this have to happen to me? What did I do to deserve this? Um, but I had a call from one of my good friends. His name is Les Brown. Do you know Les Brown, Crystal? Yeah, he, yeah, he's an amazing motivational and inspirational speaker. And I'm blessed to have him as a friend. And he called me and he was like, Alicia, you fell on your back. But if you can look up, you can get up. And then he said it three times. He said, get up, get up. And then, you know, he has this really deep voice. He was like, get up. (laughs) So I got up off of the sofa. I was like, I'll call you back. And that's all I needed to hear was for someone to tell me to get up. And sometimes, you know, that's what we need is that one person who's going to be like, get up and get your act together. And if we don't have that person, then we have to say it to ourselves, right? Get up, get up. And so I went to my sister and I was like, you know what? I might be in a situation. My sister worked in the business as well as my mom. And we were all out of the business when I walked out the door. And, you know, I was like, you know, I have to have some value that somebody would be willing to pay me for. So now I start to assess my value. And I'm looking at my sister. I was like, I have knowledge. You know, my ex-husband at that moment, he, as I, as I thought about him, I was like, he took away the money, the access to money. We had a client database of 400,000 people. He took away the client database. He was living in the house, which was a 12,000 square foot mansion. He took all five dogs and said, I couldn't have any of them. And so I'm sitting there feeling like I, I have nothing, but one thing he couldn't take away from me was my knowledge. And I had built a business um, for 10 years with him. And I had, I had knowledge. So I used the knowledge that I had to start to rebuild and started offering services to different people and entrepreneurs and businesses as I built back up. So what I like to tell people when they know that they need to, to bounce back is they need to tell themselves, get up, get up and realize that they have value within them that people would be willing to pay them for. So in my situation, it was, you know, out of a relationship and out financially at ground zero, worse than zero financially. So I had to assess my value and then I really had to put myself back out there into the world. And for me, it was an embarrassing moment as well, because, you know, I was the first one on my mom's side of the family to get a divorce. I I had all these things that were running through my head. And 
And then people were saying, oh my gosh, you live this amazing lifestyle. Why would you leave? And you left with nothing. That's your fault. I was afraid of being judged. My ex-husband was talking bad about me, but you know what? I had to just reassure myself that no matter what anyone else was saying or what I thought they were saying, they probably weren't even saying things. I just thought they were saying I had to know that, you know, I was valuable and that I had things inside me that the world needs and that I haven't even discovered, you know, most of my gifts yet. So it was a little bit of a time for self-discovery as well. Um, But, you know, I gave myself some time to lay on the couch and say, why me? And then I got up and it was time to get up. Yeah, such valuable tips. So, uh, so grateful that you share and so simple as well. Sometimes people overcomplicate these situations as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, and one other thing which I've noticed with um, these kind of difficult situations, especially when you kind of like flat down, whatever way, um, there is always like some kind of like hidden treasure in these mm-hmm. situations. True. When you look back now, what do you think was the number one treasure which you kind of walked away from that relationship? Yeah. So I'll say that there were two hidden treasures, one walking away from the relationship and one business-wise. So let's start off with business-wise first. I realized I had forgotten what it was like to struggle. That year in business, we'd made $6 million online. And ever since we started, it was half a million and and it kept growing every year. So when I ended up with $0 in the bank account, I and I realized that I had to really figure out how to start a business again. My whole focus since this point, which was 12 years ago, has been to help people who are at that place where they need to build themselves financially and start a business from scratch. And so I, when someone tells me like, you don't understand what it feels like to just be living paycheck to paycheck. I was like, well, I understand what it's like to have nothing in my bank account and it start to go negative. And they're, then they're like, oh, oh. And I really have focused a lot on women and teaching women also to become financially independent and to understand what a joint bank account means. <laughs> and if your partner takes everything where that leaves you and to understand about You know, if you're building a business with your partner, have you really set that business up correctly to protect yourself? So there's life lessons that we learn. And those that I learned have been the foundation to my business. And I have, and I tell my story because, you know, yes, I can relate to you and I can relate to where you are. You know, I'm talking to people, I can relate to where you are. And I can relate to the people who are saying, why me? Why did this have to happen to me and help you rebuild? From a relationship standpoint, I stayed in that relationship too long. And I stayed in because I worried what's going to happen to the staff. We had 16 staff members, mostly mothers with kids. And I'm so worried about them. I forget about myself. And then I also am worried about our clients, you know, I'm the main one servicing the clients. If I leave, what's going to be the repercussions? And can I still work in this business and service the clients? And so my worst nightmare was that 
you know, he would fire all of the staff that I hired and that he would stop serving, servicing the clients. And guess what? My worst nightmare happened. He fired everyone that I hired and he stopped delivering to the clients. The business went bankrupt and, you know, the worst case scenario happened, but guess what? I am still here. And I was able to rebuild my own business on my own terms. And for that, I am so grateful. And I also understand from a relationship perspective, what I, now I know what a bad relationship is. So when you've been through one and you can reflect on it and said, you know what, I should have never let him do this or do that. And when I felt like this, right. And so now I know, you know what, in I'm in a relationship now and I, with my partner, I know, you know, these are the things And I was single for a while because I'm like, these are the things that I'm not going to accept in a new relationship. I don't care. I would rather be single and by myself than to be with anyone who has these qualities or would ever treat a woman like this. And so it, it, you learn from your mistakes and it allows you to, um, to be at a higher level in a relationship when you understand, especially what a bad relationship is. Yeah, so as as much as I listen to you, it really echoes um, the idea that, you know, once you have relationship with yourself, pretty much like uh, figured out, like at least, you know, what's not working and what's working and focusing on that, then probably also I can only assume, and it's very often a very important ingredient, self-love and self-care were also very important parts um, of that transition, right? Of course. And one, and some of the things I did in that self-love and self-care was travel to some of the places that I'd wanted to go to and travel by myself. Like nobody came with me, just my backpack and my suitcase. And I went, and so I went to Portugal and I went to Thailand and, you know, I've, I lived in different places that in the U S that I wanted to live in. I just did short-term rentals in different places and use that as an opportunity to understand what does Alicia really want? And, and at that point in my life, like, who am I and what, what are my goals for the future now? How have they changed? How have I changed? So that self-love it, it also, for me, it took time and I accepted that and I embraced that. And I had a really good time with myself. (laughs) So I also knew that I don't need anyone else to make me happy. I make myself happy. I know how to have a great day, right? I know what I need to do when my feet hit the floor in the morning. And I'm not depending on anyone else to make me happy. I know what I need to do to make myself happy. And on that same note, I'm not ever going to accept someone in my life that doesn't make me happy. There's There's a quote that I absolutely love, and it says, life is too short to be with someone who sucks the happiness out of you, right? And so the minute I identify anyone that's toxic in my life, I immediately can say, you know what? This person needs to be removed from my life. Crystal, sometimes I get a lot of people that call me on the phone. I've had the same number for 22 years. And when I get someone who calls me that they, they just don't add any value to my life. In fact, they suck the happiness, right? Just that phone call and seeing their name on the phone just makes me go, uh, like there it goes, right? All that negative energy that they bring. Um, so I changed their name in my phone to do not answer. I don't even know who it is. I just know that I told myself 
not to answer that phone when that person calls. So it's things like that, that I have to do in order to protect myself from, you know, that negative energy. And then also understanding that it all starts with self-love. Yeah. And uh, I so agree with this self-discovery as well, traveling alone. I did one of my big, um, big trips um, alone to Australia, New New Zealand many years ago. And I so enjoyed it, especially that I was alone. So I could like explore everything, be totally like like a little child, like so curious, so open. And then, of course, everyone also notices that you're probably not the local. So you get actually connected to the locals much faster that way. Yes, yes. I'm glad that you did that. I loved it. I loved it as well. It was a great time for me. Yeah. So now one really interesting question, which came as I was preparing for this, um, as I have also social anthropology background, I've also traveled to like, I, I counted like, I think very many countries, like 30 countries or so. So what's your experience? Do you say um, I know that's a little kind of like generalization, but what's your experience? Like you have been to different continents, different countries, are we more like alike with each other, what we desire out of life, or are we like more like different and separate and separated uh, and very different? Yeah. What's your experience? <laughs> well, it, it depends on the person in each country. So what I've had the amazing opportunity to do is to meet like-minded people in each country that I go to. And so because my travels also focus on meeting other entrepreneurs, especially other online entrepreneurs, we have similar goals, similar focuses, similar passions, similar stories, and, you know, can have conversations, whether their first language is English or not, or even if we have to speak through a translator, you know, the, the love for the industry that we're in is no matter where in the globe that I've been. I mean, I have done events in Zimbabwe, South Africa, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, all over the US, the Caribbean. And as I talk to entrepreneurs, in any of those countries all over Asia, the same thing is like, wow, I want to be my own boss. I want to build a big business. <laughs> I want freedom. I want to be able to control my own time. No matter what language you speak in, that's what all online entrepreneurs, which is my industry, want. And um, I love that commonality that you find in, in, in any country. I find that people in some countries are more aggressive at, at, uh, going for their dream of being an entrepreneur. Like they'll lose sleep over it while some are more kicked back and laid back and it can happen when it happens. And that's probably the biggest difference that I've seen. I can yeah. tell you like which countries are going to be, I know that I go there that they're going to take action immediately. And I'm going to get some quick success stories where the other ones, I might have to harass them for three months to make sure that they've gone through the modules. <laughs> yeah, I so agree. I, I moved to Mexico one time and um, I really, wherever I go, I always look also things through like entrepreneurs, uh, like glasses. Okay. And I was like wondering like, wow, it's also laid back and chill and so on. And and I was like wondering what's going on. And you would never do business in Mexico the way you do it, like in Europe or right. Estonia even, because right. the culture is different. So the value system is different. The worldview is different. 
people mm-hmm. like want different things. So, so that right. was one of the things which I like realized that so true what you are saying right now. <laughs> yeah. So now let's say uh, I actually have been talking to my clients and telling them um, as a relationship coach, now I'm also a wellness coach and doing like different things. People reach out to me over 20 years. I've been coached. They have been reaching out to me and asking number one question usually is like, how can I make more money or how mm-hmm. can I, you know, uh, improve my finances? Mm-hmm. Then we look in and then it's basically never about the money. It's because they haven't figured out what their talents are or mm-hmm. the relationships are really like out of whack or whatever the other things. Health is another thing which is really stopping and so on. So I have recently just started to say to them that, you know, if you don't have money right now, it's just poor laziness because right now, um, you are a good example. You can just like, you know, put your hand in into the internet world and start to offer your services and you can start to receive money overnight. Mm-hmm. So do you agree with that? Uh, I mean, yes, of course I agree. I think that right now we are in a time in history where it is easier than I've ever seen before. And, and Remember, I've been doing this for 22 years to make money on the internet and build your own pathway around things that you love to do. There are so many opportunities that it just blows my mind. You know, I was in a class and and I was teaching what a class with my students. I'm like, ask me how you can make money with anything. Like put me to the test and I can tell you. And someone says, I love dogs. How can I make money with my love for dogs? I said, rover.com, go on Rover, sign up for an account. You can get paid to walk dogs. And someone else said, um, oh, I have a three-car garage. I'm only using one part of my garage. What should I do with the other two bays in my garage? I'm like, neighbor.com. You can go on there and rent out your garage units to somebody who you know needs storage in your neighborhood. And the last one was, Um, I'm really good at doing laundry and folding clothes and everybody laughed like they had gotten me. And I was like, oh, there's this website called TaskRabbit. You can go on TaskRabbit and you can charge money to do laundry for people. It starts at $20 an hour to $50 an hour. And you go into somebody's home and you do their laundry. Bring your laptop while you're doing their laundry so you can work on your other businesses. And at the end, people were like, all right, forget it. We're not going to we're not going to quiz you anymore, because guess what? Whatever you love to do, you can monetize it. Whatever you have, you can make money with it. You just have to really dig down and say, all right, I'm ready. Let's do this. I'm ready to make some extra money. And this is what I have. This is what I can do. This is what my passions are. And you can monetize it. Yeah. So let's say now someone who is at that point, like recently, I've I've also uh, communicated with many clients who just kind of also out of divorce, totally Mm -hmm. broke, no money or just lost their job. And um, it's a very uh, sensitive and also fragile place to be because Mm -hmm. then you are really probably also not very feeling very self-confident and so on. Mm -hmm. So what would be those first things they could like do and basically get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. There's one really good thing that helps you with your self-confidence. And that is other people telling you how awesome you are. So the website (laughs) that I like to tell people to go on is called fiverr.com. F-I-V-E-R-R, like the number five, F-I-V-E, and then two R's, R-R.com. And on that website, you can sign up 
to sell your services online. So one of the things that my sister does is she does Instagram post for businesses. So her service is like, I will design your Instagram post for you. So people hire her and they're going to pay her a hundred dollars to do eight images. So they're going to say what they want on the images. And she goes into Canva. She is not a designer. In fact, outside of this free tool called canva.com, she can't even draw stick people. Don't tell her I said that, but she cannot even draw stick people. She is the worst designer on the planet, but you don't have to be good with Canva because it's good for you. So every time she delivers to clients, they message back and they're like, oh my God, you're so awesome. This is the best designs I've ever seen in my life. And even though my sister has made millions of dollars online, when her side hustle business, she gets a review, she feels so good about herself. I always say that it's really what that does for her is that that is just her self-esteem juice that she gets from doing that. But you, you can go on that site and just do something that you can do in your spare time. And you're going to say to the client, all right, I'm going to charge you $100 for eight images and give me two days to do it. So you tell them what your delivery time is. So in between your busy life and all the things that you're doing, all you have to do is carve out the time at some point within two days to deliver back to your client. So I like Fiverr because it's easy to start, no startup costs, no monthly fees. They bring the customers to you and you really get to pick the duration of how long you want in order to deliver to your client once they buy from you. And when you're in that position where you're going through a divorce and, you know, through whatever you're going through, you know, you really need to be in a place where someone else is really handling the money, which is Fiverr, the platform handles it and brings you clients. And you're just listing your service on there. You put the app on the phone so you can get notifications when someone's ordered from you. And it's just a great way to get started with a service-based business that you really have total control over your offerings and your time. Very, very good. And so simple. It's like everyone has access to that nowadays. Everyone. So yeah, yeah, it's like no excuse here. So let's mm-hmm. uh, let's do like a little uh, case example here. Okay. Let's say someone would like to increase their income for just like $1,000. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have some ideas how they can do that? Like uh, maybe you have even some different like examples, like one is proofreader, one is transcriber. Um, how, how would that look like? Because People, when they have not been in your world, it can be total Chinese. But now as you kind of like, you know, unwrap it, it's like, oh my God, this is so simple. Why haven't they done this before, right? Sure, sure. I'll give you, let's let's give you two examples. All right, so an easy one is a transcriber because it's in high demand right now. So what is a transcriber? A transcriber is someone who takes audio and video and turns it into text, the written word. So you're taking an audio file, MP3 or MP4 video file and turning it into a doc. Um, the, the thing is, is that there are so many people today who are podcasting. Hello, we're on a podcast right now. Who are <laughs> podcasting, doing lives, um, Zoom meetings that need it transcribed, YouTube videos. So they, they're they going to pay you to do this. So um, one of my students, Jermaine, he gets paid $110 
per podcast episode. And an episode is usually an hour or less. So he takes the episode and he uploads it into a tool that will transcribe it for him. So he's using a tool called Otter, O-T-T-E-R, and it's at otter.ai for artificial intelligence. And it's artificial intelligence. You upload the file to Otter and the little robots type everything up for you in the background. And then they tell you that your file is done a few minutes later. So then he goes in, pulls the file, puts it in Google Docs, you know, listens to it. You can listen to it in Otter and edit it right there because sometimes, you know, the little robots can't pick up on all the slang or nuances. So you're, you're going to go back through it again and then deliver it to the client. And so he he charges $110 a podcast episode and he's doing an average of 10 a week. So there you go. There's his $1,000 that he is making a week as a transcriber and a really good example for you. Now the sky's the limit because whatever you're doing, you can do this same you know, just say, okay, he says to himself, how many episodes do I need to do to make my thousand dollars a week? And then he'll go and he'll find other podcasters to do their podcast. And he can predict a little bit better about how much he can make. Now he's got clients who are paying him weekly for their episode. So he's getting that recurring where they're just, you know, he's just billing them every week without them having to fill out you know, the credit card form, it's already entered as recurring billing, but you could do this with services like being a virtual assistant, being a transcriber, being a graphic designer, even being a writer. So I have quite a few students who are writers. They write articles and blog posts and, you know, eBooks and you name it. And they, most of them were not writers before, but they've just learned some simple ways to write and they're using tools. Like I love a tool called Grammarly, which checks your grammar, spelling and punctuation for you. So, you know, you don't have to be perfect at it and Hemingway and there's different AI tools that you can use to make yourself a better writer. But I do have one student who charges, she has a client that she writes their newsletters. It's a company, their articles for them. Um, She posted on LinkedIn her services and that's how she got hired. And they pay her $1,050 a week on retainer to do all of their writing. So again, it's about finding what you want to do, what you're passionate about and putting that into use so that you can monetize that skill and that passion you have. And in any case, right, any skill or passion that you have, just work backwards and make your $1,000 a week. Or if you just need $1,000 a month, your $1,000 a month plan. And you'll see that it's just saying, all right, I need this many clients to make this much money at this rate and boom, I can meet my goals. Yeah, I like how it went like instantly, basically $4,000 per month because 1,000 per week. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when you talk to a millionaire, right? There you go. So now um, these are really amazing tips. And I know like when people put this into use, it really works. So now let's say that someone is like, okay, Uh, This is really cool, but I have actually no idea what my talents or skills are. Can you help me? Sure. Sure. So the first thing I tell people to do, step number one, is identify their career skills. So what skills have you used in the past for an employer? Somebody has paid you in the past for some skills. Is it administration? Is it bookkeeping? 
Is it being a lawyer, a professor? I have a lot of teachers that, um, or they were teachers, <laughs> but you know, their background is in teaching. So they bring that to the table. What do you bring to the table from your career skills? Start, get out pen and paper and make a list, write down all your career skills. And then step number two is think about your learned skills. What are some of the things that you have learned in life that people will also willing to pay you for? Maybe you learn graphic design. Maybe you're a really good cook. Maybe you teach piano or singing, or, you know, you taught your kids. Um, and now you're really good at tutoring and you can tutor other kids, like whatever it is. Now make that learn skills. You learn something on YouTube or from listening to this podcast. So you're writing down all your learn skills. Now take your career skills and take your learn skills and make another sheet of those things that you love to do the best, right? What are those things that you love to do the best? And now you're saying, okay, here are my top seven. These are the seven things that I love to do. And then now you say, okay, I can turn these skills into a service online. If you're still struggling, do the call five method. So you pick up your phone and you call five friends and you tell these five friends that it's your homework. So you say, hey, I have a homework assignment for this class that I'm taking. And Crystal said that I have to do it. (laughs) So my homework assignment is to, if I was to start a business, I need to know some of the things that I'm good at. Tell me what I'm good at. And people will start to tell you what you're good at. Boom. Now you have another list of the things that you're good at, because a lot of times people can see in you what you don't see. So, you know, I can see something in my friend April that she doesn't even see. April is so good at talking to people and listening to people. But last time I was talking to her, she didn't even see it. She thought her talent was doing something else. So, you know, helping other people discover what their talents are um, is something that, you know, people do for you um, as well when you tell them, when you do the call five homework. So there's a lot of different things that you could do, but trust me, so many people have skills inside of them that they're just ready to pull out, but you just have to have a little bit of courage to say, you know what, I do have these skills career skills. I do have these learned skills. I am good at that. Sometimes we're so humble that we don't don't want to acknowledge what we're good at and definitely don't want to say it out loud. But guess what? You are an expert in so many things and you know it. Even I have students who are good at listening and they get paid to listen to people. For real, people will hire you to listen to them. I also have some students that get paid to just, it's called um, body doubling. And while somebody is doing their work or a kid is doing their homework, they are on Zoom with them and they're just there to just check in with them, see how they're doing. Just be that person that makes them feel like they're not alone while they're working on their computer. For real. You can get paid to just watch somebody while they're doing their work. And um, so, so the sky is the limit. Just take a minute to identify what you would like to do. And the great thing about the internet is that a shift can happen like this. So if you're like, well, today I'm going to, I'm going to try transcription. You realize it's not really for you and you're not passionate about it. Guess what? Switch to something else. Go on to the next thing. The thing with the internet is you can change so quickly and easily. It's so fluid that it's what a lot of my students love about 
being an online entrepreneur is that you can learn new things and add it to your tool belt, add services that you're going to offer. And then as you get good at something, you can also change, you know, take that and put it into an information product. So now you can, let's say you're really good at budgeting. You can create your budgeting spreadsheets and sell these spreadsheets to the outside world. So now you're not just selling your service as a bookkeeper, but you're selling your spreadsheets, create the spreadsheet once and sell it over and over again. I so agree with everything what you're saying. Um, I'm just kind of looking back at my own life. You know, I started to study secretary and, you know, business administration work. Mm -hmm. And I even didn't really like it. But now when I look back, it's like, wow, I got lots of skills from there, which I've actually needed throughout the life for all of my businesses and everything, you know. And later I traveled to Hawaii first time. And then um, just happened. So I was guided to a place where there was like a water therapy class. I went through that, um, later got back home. One client knocked on my door and said, it seemed like you worked through your water fear. Can you help me with that? And I had actually no idea how to do that. So she said, I have a pool at home. So maybe we can start to just play and experiment. So that's what we did. And just like with three sessions, her water fear was gone as well. So you and- see Yeah, it's true. And like, you know, those uh, talents which we have, which we don't even know. I'm married to a man right now who is like super talented with uh, budget and uh, spreadsheets and like everything to do with like money and investment, like all the rational kind of like systems and structure. I'm more like a creative type. I can sit Mm -hmm. down and with like one breath, finish like, you know, a document of 4,000 words. (laughs) (laughs) Like when he sits down, like just like 400 words will take like several hours. I just like, it's like I cough it out and it's there. And then I have to like really work to cut everything down because it's so natural. Right. So it's really cool. um, The exercise you gave that call to your people and ask like, what's, what's the deal. So (laughs) they can see it. So um, a person like you, I would really also like to know uh, who are your role models? Maybe you have like three you could mention. Yeah, sure. Les Brown has been definitely one of my role models. I love him. He is such a great speaker and great motivator. Oprah Winfrey, her story, I mean, boy, I remember hearing her story for the first time and just how it touched me, you know, when I was younger and I've just watched her (laughs) rise and all of her many talents. And I love her. Um, I also love Joel Olstein. He is such a prolific writer and speaker. I'm amazed at how he can tell so many stories in 30 minutes. So I listened to his 30 minute sermon. And then I'm like, how did he tell 16 stories in 30 minutes? So as I look to become a better speaker, I, I, you know, sit down and I analyze his sermon and how he's able to put all these stories that all tie together. He's good. He's good. He's good. (laughs) So those would be my three. Very amazing. A nice combination of uh, different energies and different talents. So Mm -hmm. let's say now, um, one time when maybe this chapter in this human body will be over and someone else finds information about you, what would your legend or your, you know, story, something you would like the future generations after they find information about you to be? 
I would love them to say, you know what? That woman helped people to pull out the greatness that they had within them to be able to create their own opportunities. Yeah. I think that's what I like. Very simple. Mm. Yeah. Nothing too complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's how we like it. And I think also life is very simple. You just uh, need to start to create it that way. So um, any other final thoughts um, when people are maybe still like, okay, I'll start to do all the things you uh, told me here. Um, Something maybe super crucial to keep themselves on the track or something else, which, which would like keep them going to that new direction. Sure. Always remember to never quit, never quit. Keep on going. Never quit. Never quit. Study the people in history who have tried and failed and tried and failed. And they kept trying till they got through that 1000th time. Right. So the, the people that I have seen do so well in this world of, of being your own boss and online entrepreneurship are the ones who failed so many times, but never gave up and they kept going. I've, you know, talked to some of my students who they're like, boy, I did this and it didn't work out and I lost sleep and I cried, but I didn't quit. Right. And that's what it is. Don't quit. Don't quit. Keep going, keep going, you know, and, and I would also say to know that I believe in you and I know that you can do this. And, and I want you to have that same belief in yourself. So as you, if, if this is the path you choose to take and you are saying, you know what, I'm going to do this, just remember that you're never going to quit. And that I believe in you and that I know that you can do this. And I have taught people from all over the world. One of my prize students, her name is Sonia she has a seventh grade education. She ran away from home when she was in the seventh grade and lived basically on the streets until 17 when I met her, learned online entrepreneurship. And she makes six to $7,000 a month now in her 20s. She taught it to her boyfriend who makes six to $8,000 US on average every single month. Seventh grade education, Leighton, single mom of two by the time she was 19 years old. Um, she was renting a room for her and her two kids in this lady's house and sharing a bathroom. And she decided that she wanted better for herself. And she learned transcription. And now she has bought land, built her own house, bought an internet cafe. Her kids go to private school. Like all you have to do is believe in yourself. The internet is the great equalizer. The internet doesn't care what's on your resume. In my 22 years of working online, not one person has asked me for my resume. Not one. Hey, I've got two bachelor's degrees, a master's, and I dropped out of my PhD program. It's an environmental science. Like what? I haven't even used that, you know, in my online entrepreneur career. It does not matter if you went to college or not. All that matters. The only thing the internet cares about, remember, it doesn't care about race, age. It doesn't care about, you know, educational status. All it cares about is the results that you deliver back to it. If someone pays you to do a transcript, do you do it and send it back and give a little extra with it? We call that over delivering. That's what the internet cares about. Can you say 
Can you do what you say you can do and do you over deliver? And if you can do that, the sky is the limit for you. So nothing can hold you back. You have no excuse as to why you can't have better. You have two choices and the choice is you're either going to make money or make excuses because you can't do both at the same time. So you have to pick one. And I know that if you're listening to this session right now, making excuses is not something that ever registers with you. So choose to make money and really make a difference in your life and your family's life. And as you progress, teach others and make the world a better place. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, wow. It's just poor gold coming out of your mouth. So (laughs) cool. So we were also thinking to share a little gift to our listeners and viewers. Can you just uh, say some words what this is about? That will give you a training and an ebook that will help you to get your side hustle on basically. So I go through some easy ways that you can make a thousand dollars quickly. We haven't talked about Facebook marketplace here, but I talk about it in that report and just other ways that you can quickly make some quick money as you start to build your online business. So I know that you guys are going to enjoy it. Pick that up and you'll see that it's a really great way to get started as an online entrepreneur. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time and saying yes. And um, I know that when people put into use what you shared, their lives will change and would be really nice to also Uh, hear from those people who finally actually are taking action and quit, you know, making excuses and start making money. So to also hear back and I wish you all the best with all of your um, beautiful, amazing uh, projects and uh, continuing uh, guiding and leading everyone who is ready to receive what you have to share. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Bye. Yay. Thank you. And to all of our listeners and viewers, please, as always, like, share and comment and always also download the episode because that helps us to get the ratings up. So all the best till the next time. Mahalo.